This is good, though. Actually, we should have started, like, the show, because my intro this week's going to take me, like, ten minutes to get through. You fucking tart. Why? I got a whole song. What? I'm going to send you the file with the music you have to layer in. So when you're not on for a couple months, this is what you do in your free time. Yeah. Give yourself got, a theme I downloaded song. fucking, um, what's it, Fruity Loops. You know Fruity Loops? No. Uh, do you ever hear of Soldier Boy? Yes. He made his debut album using the trial version of Fruity Loops. <laughs> so I pirated the real version and I got a real sick beat. <laughs> Took me like fucking about a month just to get that down. The lyrics luckily come naturally. Oh, I bet. You're just a freestyling wizard. That's actually the name of my freestyle group. <laughs> I think you should probably bust some rhymes for us, like, right now. Andy, give him a beat. Toy Story 4, and an asshole. Wreck-It Ralph 2, really ripping off a Kim K meme. Incredibles 2, thought this was a typo by Brian and was supposed to be 3. Live-action remake of Dumbo, Aladdin, and Lion King? Dumbo, Tim Burton to God. Live-action animal movies suck. Last Jedi behind the scenes. Video tour of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Star Wars Hotel. That, those are my notes. <laughs> He's just reading the bullet points of what we're going to talk about on the show. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even rhyme. Hello and welcome to another episode of Brian Gattis Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Andy Stolls. Hello, podcast people. Uh, Ian Lightix back. Hey, what's up, guys? I need you all, please, to check out my new podcast, Babylon Babylon. Let us begin where we are always talking about Babylon 7. This <laughs> week on Babylon 7, Babylon Babylon, let us begin. We are talking about addiction. <laughs> that got real serious real quick. <laughs> It's a serious topic that I think is overlooked in modern society. So is Babylon 7 related to Babylon 5? Yeah, it's the not the sequel, but it's the sequel to the sequel. Oh, shit. I'm already confused. I know, it's been 20 years since that show ended. I, yeah, I'm already lost. You you threw me too, too many loops there. I can't, I can't keep track. Babylon 7, will we Babylon and Babylon let us begin about Babylon 5? So it's just a Babylon 5 show. Yeah, but we talk about, about addiction. We're Babylon Seven. There's a lot of addiction in Babylon Five. Like half the characters are alcoholics. Fair enough. See, I didn't know that. Well, that's what you learn on Babylon. Babylon, let us begin. <laughs> that's the longest fucking title ever. <laughs> Go back and listen to my previous episodes. <laughs> um. All right, we do have another guest that uh isn't quite ready yet. So hopefully Becky will be joining us at some point shortly during the uh before we get too far into this podcast. Um, and actually, the first time we've had Ian on, I think, since we've done the 100th, I've, I'm really curious. I want to have you on record 
Did you listen to that episode? Did we represent you well enough for the 100th? Since I really liked the beginning because Josh talked about me a lot in a very positive light and it really encouraged <laughs> me to continue listening. But then you guys stopped talking about me and we're doing like questions or something. So I skipped through all of that <laughs> and I got to the clips. Oh, and you, you started missed- with me, which I liked because that was a good chunk of Ian there. But I also hated it because I was like, ah, oh, then there's not going to be so much, much Ian later. I like it when it finishes with Ian. <laughs> We we try to get you out of the way quickly. That's, that's hey, usually here, what that's, I go that's with. That's what you do when I'm on. <laughs> so you missed like the Bond Battle Royale and all that? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, man. All of that. that was a good conversation. <laughs> Damn it. Apparently, Ian's just very egotistical. He only cares when he's on. See, I, I like listening to the show when I'm on it, but I'm not in it. That way I don't already know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's like Those are my favorite episodes. <laughs> I'll try to make I'll try to let you know every time we make a little uh, shout out to you or or yeah write them down and I'll listen to all of those minutes <laughs> <laughs> timestamp it just so you can listen to those five seconds that we mention your name. You could just say hey what's up Ian and I'd be like oh shit there we go <laughs> and then I would you know stop listening at that point. That's fair. I'll try to remember to do that from now on. Thank just you. Just hide it in random places. Oh, you should. That'd be cool. <laughs> Maybe I should do an Ian alert noise. <laughs> yeah that mm, I'm, I'm trying to think how i'd use that that you know what? constantly no, we, got, we, we got shit to cover we'll, we'll forget it off for another time um so i've actually i've been mentioning it the last couple weeks uh that there were two conventions that happened um with all kinds of news and trailers for us to talk about i was feeling quite ambitious earlier in the week uh when i was trying to cover all the news and trailers from D23 and San Diego Comic-Con on this episode. Uh, however, it after compiling all the stuff I want to talk about, and actually at Ian's suggestion, uh, it seemed like a good idea to split them up. So we're going to try to cover the D23 stuff on this episode. Next week we'll try to get together to cover the majority of the San Diego Comic-Con news and trailers. Um, and since I can already see basically that the San Diego Comic-Con episode is going to be pretty packed, I already think I have three or four trailers lined up for that episode. Um, I don't want to get too bogged down with trailers, because there is some other news that's definitely worth talking about. Um, so I'm going to sort of bump up a couple trailers to this episode from Comic-Con. So specifically, there were two trailers released for Netflix. Uh, we have a trailer for Bright, which we'll talk about later. And we got a, a trailer for Season 2 of Stranger Things, um, which I think... Actually, Ian, did you ever see tra- Stranger Things? I can't remember if you've seen that or not. Nope. Okay. But I so nailed be, that trailer. Nailed be real it. fun when we talk about that with you. Because I know Andy watched it. Andy and Becky were on when we talked Stranger Things Review. Know, a while ago, after we all watched season one. Uh, so yeah, we we love Stranger Things, so I'm I'm excited to talk about that one too. Big uh, fan, big fan. Yeah, I bet you are. Um, so first up, we're going to talk about some D23 stuff. So about two weeks ago, Disney held their own convention, D23, where they talk about everything under the Disney umbrella, which is animated films, live action films, updates to the parks. Everything at this event seems like it has some pretty tight security. So, like, they, for example, they screened footage for a lot of these movies. Most notably, like, Avengers uh, Infinity War had some footage that was screened there. And none of it, to my knowledge, leaked online pro- after that event. Now, you cut to last weekend when the same Infinity War footage was screened at San Diego Comic-Con, and it leaked everywhere. It was just all over the place. Disney has been trying to take it down all week. As far as I know, they succeeded because... I, we tried to look it up, I think, before doing the show and still couldn't find it. 
All right, so before we actually get into the topics, we actually had our, our final guest join. Becky is here now. Say hi, Becky. Hi, Becky. <laughs> hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm not that big of an asshole, sorry. <laughs> All right, so we have everybody here. We're going to get into the topics finally. Um, so starting again with the D23 stuff. So they started with their Disney animation panel. So a few of the things they talked about and covered for the animation panel were basically uh, release dates for a couple of upcoming films. They showed some footage, but again, we can't see the footage. It's not released online, so there's not really much to talk about there. Uh, but we did get release dates for Toy Story 4, which is due out June 21st, 2019. Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, is set to release November 21st of 2018. And The Incredibles 2, set to release June 15th, 2018. So, any one of those movies you guys are excited about that you want to talk about? Incredibles 2! <laughs> I know, I'm. that's the one for me, too. <laughs> I thought it already came out. Really? Yeah, I swear they would have been on three by now. <laughs> I mean, well, I, guess... I think a lot of people did, which is because it did so well, and mm -hmm. with most of their... <gasps> oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> with most of their... <laughs> no, Pazinga, go away. I'm sorry, this is my dog. Um, with she's most not of famous. the movies... She's not podcast famous. Oh my god. <laughs> with most of the movies like that that do so well, you think that they would automatically do a sequel, but this is kind of unprecedented that they waited so long. Mm -hmm. I know that there was a reason, but... They maybe they had difficulty coming up with punny villains, um, <laughs> but I want to see the Underminer. Um, but I think Brian, you're the one who told me that they are coming right at the end of Incredibles one, right? They that are just... was what I read somewhere. Yeah, that the the sequel takes place almost immediately after where the first one left off, which would put them right against the Underminer. So I don't know if he'll be like the the first act villain and not really the villain of the movie. I guess we'll have to wait and see, but. Yeah, I'm hoping, like you, I'm hoping they pick up right where they left off. Yeah. Well, that's the one I'm excited for the most. <laughs> I really liked Wreck-It Ralph 1, so I'm excited about Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yeah, I think it's it's odd to say that I think Toy Story 4 is my least the one I'm least excited about. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I hated Toy Story 3, but uh, 1 and 2 were much better in my opinion. Really? I, I feel like the, the ghost... I feel like the going opinion is that Toy Story 3 is probably one of the best of the trilogy. Really? That, I thought I, it was the most depressing of the trilogy. Well, that is true. But I feel like that's at least... F Granted, I don't know if I I would agree that it is the best. I don't think that... For me, I think Toy Story 2 is still far superior than 3. Uh, I just feel like, from what I've read online and people's opinions and stuff like that, that 3 gets a lot of credit for being a really good movie. I guess a lot of people aren't used to a third movie being so good. Yeah, I think you know? that's probably a good part of it. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, is all the original talent attached, except for the ones who've died? I'm assuming. I don't think they had a voice cast listed when they were talking about the movie, or at least not that I knew of. I mean, I'm assuming everybody's coming back. Tom Hanks and uh, Tim Allen are still around, so I don't see why they wouldn't get them. Because I think they voice the characters even when they've done like the little Toy Story shorts that they've done over the past they couple have. years. So I'd imagine they'd come back for a full feature. Um, Ian, anything else? Either one of those? Any of those three? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, Incredibles is the one I'm most excited about. Like, Toy Story, I just I assumed they had told the story already. Like, I think they <laughs> went in and covered everything they needed to. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Which begs the question, what do we think Toy Story 4 is going to be about? Because... Yeah, yeah, like they said, I think the trilogy rounded out really well. You've had mm -hmm. them handed off to another kid... Yeah, so, you had 
you had the complete story of like what could happen in the life of a toy while matching like all the people that watched it growing up their lives and now it's more yeah, yeah. i have, i don't know i'm interested to see where they're going to take this <laughs> Toy Story, The Fast and the Furious 8. <laughs> yes! Oh my god. Yeah. And they're going to bring in Paul Walker, and they're going to take CGI yes! and just fuck it up. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And they Actually, jump over like a fucking planet. Yeah. You know, we're joking about it now, but think about it. Everything that's under Disney's roof now that wasn't before, like Marvel and Star Wars, they could put those characters into a Toy Story movie. Oh my god. Oh, we wow. could have and Marvel have and Star Diesel Wars figures already. running around with Woody and like, Buzz. I don't oh want god. that. Oh, Diesel's already in a franchise. This would be perfect for him. <laughs> oh, man. Groot driving a car around while jumping it off shit. Toy Story 4, <laughs> Marvel vs. Star Wars. <laughs> oh. that, that would be the way to do it. I would watch Toy Story, Tokyo that. Drift. I can't. <laughs> That'd be even better. As long as they have that fucking Hulk car from Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would fit, too. That's yeah. perfect. Oh, my God. See, we just bought all this. Yeah, we just broke the story. This is it. Can't wait to see this trailer. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Anything else you guys want to add? Because all I really got is release dates for that stuff. So I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on. I don't get why they named the Wreck-It Ralph 2 the breaking the internet thing. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's so dated. Like, already. (laughs) I think from the the little plot synopsis that I heard was that Penelope's or sorry, Vanellope, it's a V, Vanellope. Uh her sugar rush game breaks and they have to find a way to fix it, so they have to go through the internet to find a way to fix the problem. Oh, so Tron, they're doing Tron. That'd be cool. I'd watch I, Tron. I mean that could be too. I mean that's all under Disney. Yeah, dude, Tron three would be pretty cool. So yeah, I'm still waiting for that movie. I'd like to I see know it. I know Daft Punk, oh and Vin Diesel. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Why not? Vin Diesel and everything. What the fuck? Oh, dude, what if he was, like, the fucking bike? Like, Diesel's literally the bike from Tron. (laughs) (laughs) They just... They don't, like, put him in a mocap suit, but they don't, like, do the animation stuff, so it's literally Vin Diesel. (laughs) Like a bike running around for two hours to Daft Punk. Ian, what drugs are you on? Because I want them. (laughs) The good ones? (laughs) He doesn't even remember at this point. He just... Just the good ones. Yeah, that's what I said of my doctors. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll move on to live action stuff. So, again, they didn't really, I don't think they screened too much footage for this stuff. They basically just talked about some of the stuff that they're doing, just sort of to remind you that the stuff is in the works. So they do have a Dumbo movie coming, directed by Tim Burton. Oh my they have live an Aladdin. Yeah, these are all live action. Um, an Aladdin movie, live action, directed by Guy Ritchie. Um, this one has a couple people listed for the cast, so I'm going to butcher this person's name, but Mina, Mina Masoud, 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 as Aladdin, Masoud. Yeah. Um, Naomi Scott is Jasmine, and they just cast oh. Will Smith as the genie. Oh, yeah. So, I don't, Hell I don't yeah. know about that. I'm a big Will Smith fan, but even I'm like, I don't know. Oh, dude, he can do comedy. <laughs> I, I don't know that He's I got would, such a range. Yeah, I don't know that I would want to follow up Robin Williams. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you know what happened with the Aladdin straight to video stuff, the sequels, right? He refused to work on the second Aladdin because they pissed him off and because he wanted to go uncredited for the first Aladdin. And Disney just broke that promise to pieces. So he refused and they got a pretty talented voice actor to do the second one. And 
Then he was like, okay, I'll come back because kids <laughs> love the genie and he did the third one. Oh. So maybe they can, I mean, they could have always gotten that voice actor because he did an actually decent job at holding it up. I don't know who that was, but it was like one of those professional voice actors who can, you know, do other voices. Right, right. But Will Smith? Uh, okay. Well, the genie look like Will Smith? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I hope he just does Fresh Prince gags the whole time. Like is, is That's, it... Yeah, I want to see Jazz flying out of the palace, like, it... <laughs> like getting kicked out as one of the princes. Oh that would be God. amazing. <laughs> yeah, too bad I'll... they don't have James Avery still around to play the king of the palace or something like that. Oh, that would be good. The The Sultan, right? Yeah, the Fresh yes. Prince yeah. of yeah. Rub Lamp. <laughs> he j- didn't he just recently die, like in the last couple of years, James Avery? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I, I uh, some of these live actions I just don't give two shits about. But the one that concerns me the most is Dumbo because it's fucking Tim Burton. Yeah, I don't know and what the Tim fuck Bur- that movie's gonna be. Well, it's gonna regular be Dumbo's already dark and depressing. If you think of dark and depressing, you think of well, Tim Burton. Well, that's so, true. It, I, and you know that the mom is going to be Helena Bottom Carter, <laughs> and you know that Dumbo's probably going to be Don, Don, Johnny Depp or something. Oh my god! There's going to be yes. lots of black <laughs> and purple and, and gray and lots of weird shit. Yep. I hope Johnny Depp refuses to not like show up in person to play the elephant. Like they film him <laughs> just in really heavy makeup for the whole movie. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready. Be super art house. I would love that. Oh my god! Jack Sparrow the elephant. Oh, See, God. Lion King, I don't get, because unless that's, like, that's just going to be basically CG or, like, super yeah. tough. Right, that's the other one they're doing, is the Lion King directed by Jon Favreau, who had a hit with the Jungle Book, so they're using the same type of technology for the Jungle Book to oh. make the Lion King. So depending on how you felt about the Jungle Book, you may or may not be on board for the Lion King. See, I guess, like, I didn't see it, but based on the trailers, I barely consider that live action with how, like, CG it is. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, the only live action part of the Jungle Book was the kid. Yeah, Mowgli. Kid. Mowgli was the only one. Like, talking about it live action in this context makes me think of, like, real stuff, not just, like, heavily CG'd with a couple human characters thrown in. Especially Lion King would have no need for a single, like, person, living thing to appear on film. Right. Like, so I think it's gonna be just a lot of, like, yeah, like, you're right, I think it's gonna be a lot of just CG animals that walk and talk. Yeah, it's basically redoing it like the original Lion King, but instead of hand drawing it, you're just using modern technology. Yep, that's, like, that sounds accurate. It's not really a live action remake at that point. That's what they're classifying it as, so that's what I gotta go with. <laughs> Maybe they'll go on location in the Sahara, and then they'll just Photoshop in all the animals. That would what not was, surprise me either. What was the uh, the monkey's name? That was like the the king's shaman or whatever. Maybe uh, they could have somebody in a monkey Rafiki? suit. Yeah, Rafiki. Yeah, <laughs> I could also be Vin Diesel. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing Andy Sarkis is going to be Rafiki. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. Who did they ca- they cast? Uh, Donald Glover is Simba. Uh, James Earl Jones, I think, is coming back as Mufasa. Well, Avi. <laughs> and um, they they had a big. Uh, isn't Hugh Jackman going to be Scar? Oh, is he? I I that I missed then. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what else of the cast filled out. Those are the only two that that stick out to me that I remember reading about. I must try to Google this really quickly now. All right, while you're Googling that, I want to pose a question. Yeah. A general meta one. What is with Disney in these live-action fucking films? Because, holy shit, did John Ratzenberger leave in the early 2000s and now they have no ideas? Uh, do they just have a bunch of millennials who just want to, like, redo old shit because it's from their childhoods? Because I'm really... I'd like to see something new. 
Moana was their last kind of big hit that was in considered classical Disney release. Whereas a couple, you know, dozen or so years before, Princess and the Frog bombed. They finally got a minority movie out, and it did really well. But now they're pushing these live actions, and I, I, I'll be honest with you, I really have zero interest in seeing them. Which is a fair point. I'd like to see more original stuff as well. But for Disney, these are their money makers now. They can yeah. release whatever the hell they want. If it's a remake of a classic, people are going to go see it. Plus they can re-release the like versions for $50 on Blu-ray with coincide yeah, with right? the release. Yeah. Like Jeffrey, Ratzenberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg's going to get $11 billion from each one. <laughs> I think Aladdin could be real cool if done right. Like I, I just could see that working. The other two, yeah. just it's just going to be weird with how yeah. there's basically no humans. Dumbo, I just, I, I <laughs> yeah, can't that, of see all the it. Live, like, of all the Disney movies they want to remake, Dumbo to me is still like, why? Like, you forget it's a thing. Like, I yeah. don't like going around thinking about Dumbo ever. Um, all right, so I found uh, the Lion King on IMDb. They IMDb only lists five cast members right now. So Donald Glover, Simba, James Earl Jones, Mufasa. They have John Oliver as Zazu. Really? Oh wow! Okay. I like um, him. <laughs> Seth Rogen is Puma. Oh. Yes. There and we go. Billy Eichner is down. Timon. Okay. Wait, who's Timon? Billy Eichner. Oh, okay. Billy in the street. I like this now. So that's, that's that's the five cast. They don't have Scar yet. So oh. we'll have to see see where that ends up. So if it will be Hugh Jackman, they haven't announced it yet. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Oh come on, Andy! I thought this was inside info. <laughs> I, I, yeah, called this morning. <laughs> <laughs> he called and talked to Disney themselves. They got Hugh some Jackman called some him contest. up just to be like, "Hey, by the way, I'm going to be Scar." Report <laughs> that shit. I don't know. So I I don't know about that. I I can't picture anyone but uh, Jeremy Irons a scar because he brought such yeah. life and almost an empathy to the character. It kind of empathized with Scar because you know he wanted to bring cultural equality. You don't neglect the hyenas. It's not my fucking fault a drought happened during my role. <laughs> yeah, I sorry. And I know it's Hamlet, but I still empathize with Scar. I feel like if they got James Earl Jones back for Mufasa, why couldn't they get Jeremy Irons again for right. Scar? I mean, he is the voice who brought those... I mean, I think I said this last time that um, uh, Ariel Little Mermaid had the best villain song, but he definitely has the second best villain song. Be prepared. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I can't picture anyone but him singing it, so... Oh, here's second question. They said that um, are any of these going to have songs, musicals, same? I don't know they... if they talked about that, or if, at least if I saw anything about that. I don't remember reading anything about that. Because Disney announced that Mulan is not going to have the music, which is okay. the best part about Mulan. Um, I would, I, I mean, I would assume Aladdin and Lion King have to have songs because those those soundtracks are very iconic. Right. So, oh, but they yeah, might just question. <laughs> That's just a guess. I don't have any inside information like Andy to go on for these things. <laughs> <laughs> His inside, like, digital Matrix-like source into the Disney Empire? Right. <laughs> I just told him that I was an official correspondent to Brad Guy and the Superfans, and they're like, we'll give you all the beans. Oh, see? <laughs> That's why they give you false information, because they're like, fuck that podcast. <laughs> the 
that's great. <laughs> um, so I guess, I don't know, out of those three, is there anything that you guys are looking forward to more than the others, or are they all kind of questionable for you? Aladdin Guy Ritchie, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think I think Ian mentioned it. I think this is, Aladdin is the one that has the most potential to be different. I mean, Tim Burton just could be different, but in the weirdest fucking way, so I don't, I don't know, but I think like, Guy Ritchie's gonna... Aladdin could at least be enjoyable. Like, I'll enjoy Dumbo in five years, like, on a real late Saturday night at, like, 3 a.m., wondering, like, what am I doing with my life? And Dumbo <laughs> will answer that question for me. <laughs> set you on the path to redemption. I know, Lion no, King just was... a further depression. <laughs> Lion King was one of my favorite Disney movies. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that one, but the whole, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's going to be odd. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I, I mean, I enjoyed the Jungle Book. I, even just from a technology standpoint, I think the tech worked really good for the Jungle Book. Yeah. So I like John Favreau and what he's doing. He, I can't believe yeah. that Gutter from fucking PCU is making brilliant films. <laughs> I <laughs> seriously, and I yeah, but I, I kind of want to see Dumbo in a Schadenfreude kind of way. Uh, <laughs> just be like, ah, oh, Tim Burton, what did you fuck up now? Yeah. Um, I'm swearing a lot. I'm really sorry. Hey, you're allowed. He puts the explicit what, tag on this. Fuck. That's, that's what we got the explicit <laughs> tag for. Um, all right, so we'll move on to Star Wars. So with Disney's live action panel, they also covered Star Wars. So they debuted a behind-the-scenes video, which is available online to watch. I think it's actually the only video they put out over that weekend that was officially released online for people not in attendance. Um, so just from the behind-the-scenes footage that uh, we kind of checked out before this. Did anything stick out to you guys from any of that? I mean, it's not a trailer, so it's not probably too much to dig into, but... Um, the thing that stuck out to me the most was um, how much I think I'm going to miss Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Yeah, even the way that, that behind the scenes ends, like, it's just a, still another type of love letter to her. Yeah. And just seeing her, like, kind of carrying on and dancing and stuff with, like, um, Mark Hamill and all the other people, it just... That's that's a pretty heavy loss for Star Wars universe. Yeah, it's one of those things where like I know she's dead and like that she's she's passed on and stuff, but I'm not gonna notice it or feel it until we get to like episode nine when she's just yeah. not on film anymore. Have they so, said anything about how much CGI they're gonna use for her in eight or nine? Either. I mean, honestly. I thought they said that they weren't going to do that to her. Yeah, I think they, they ruled it out for nine. Okay. So, yeah, because th- that was a possibility. After seeing, like, Rogue One, there was there was talk of possibly using, like, a CG double for her f- for stuff in Episode Nine. Um, and I think, one, everything that I had read after she passed was that Leia was supposed to be a very, very integral part of Episode Nine, so they really had to, like, rewrite the script after all that. Um so I think one of the alternatives they were looking at instead of like really heavily rewriting the script was to use some of the scenes that were already in the script for just a CGI double for Carrie Fisher. Um, but I think, you know, after a while, I think they must have just decided maybe it's in bad taste and it's still a little bit too fresh. Maybe the technology isn't there yet. Like, that's something you don't want to do and have it look shitty because I think that would take away from the intended effect of what you're trying to do. It's not going to be like, one last hurrah for her, for her. You're just going to be looking at it saying, why the fuck did they do this? So, yeah, I think they I think they ruled that out. So I don't think we're going to get any Princess Leia in Episode 9. 
So it'll be, it'll be really curious to see how they sort of write that off. But we might get yeah. like side stories from Princess Leia, just based on other people's conversations about things that she may have done or had happened to her and stuff. But I don't right. think she's not. Be, she won't be on screen. Right. I hope I mean, they I guess... give her the pro- proper tribute because, man, I love her so much. Yeah. I, I think Carrie Fisher is just amazing, and she joked about herself, and she had a way about making fun of herself, and I I don't know. I really like her. I respected her, and even, I mean, you, did you see her urn? It was a giant pill. That was great. <laughs> I didn't see um, that. <laughs> yeah, she planned it, and uh, I, I just hope that they give her a proper send-off. Yeah. In either of the movies, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, anybody else? Anything else stick out to you from the behind-the-scenes stuff? The super dapper lizards that appeared on screen for a total of a half second. Yeah, well, Ian's real excited about those. Yeah, these guys, they killed it. They didn't speak. I, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, you blink and you miss. I had to time it to get a screenshot of them. And I'm really excited for the Wolf of Wall Street real remake with them. It's coming out <laughs> in 2019, I believe. But that they do and, have some, some dapper suits on right there. Oh, they do. But the opening shot, too, with like all the dust or sand or whatever blowing over the camera just looked real cool from another camera. Yeah. That was just like fun to watch. Like I could just watch a movie about dust blowing. What is that cinematic? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> dust Bowl, a Star Wars saga. Wait, you, yeah. You got a screenshot of this? Can you email that to me? <laughs> the Dapper he, get, he, put, he put it up on Twitter. If you follow Ian on Twitter, it is up well, there. Well, I'll find it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, couple things for me. One, Ryan Johnson's lobster sweater. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> I missed that. I don't think I was looking to see what he was wearing. He was like, he was talking to Carrie Fisher at one point and like leaning against something in the middle of the room and the back of his sweater was just this big lobster. <laughs> so that that looked fun. Really comfortable too. Um, I think there was a shot with Daisy Ridley practicing what looked like against like three other people. So I'm hoping we get some sort of sweet fight scene with her taking on a bunch of people. Um, the lizard, the little lizard people Ian was talking about, those are shots from, I think we had a couple shots in the, in the behind the scenes footage, um, for a casino area, which I think they dropped the name for that and something else is called, I think it's the planet or at least that casino, um, it's called Canto Bite, which is, they're going to, that's the one that's, it's basically your cantina scene. I think for this movie, they're going to put a bunch of aliens and stuff in that, that portion of the movie. So there's a lot of creatures and designs and stuff like that that were shown in the in the behind the scenes video that I think look pretty cool. Um, other than that, uh, we got our first shot of Laura Dern, who has purple hair. So I'm not sure who she's playing. If she's part of the the casino club thing or if she's another character, I don't know. But I don't think I knew that Laura Dern was going to be in this. Yeah, that oh. was her. Um. Yeah, I mean, other than that, that was pretty much it. There isn't too much to dig into again because it's not really a trailer, so they're they're still trying to keep all the uh, spoiler stuff under wraps, which I can appreciate. So it did look like all the actors were having fun, which is a good sign. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's, or at least from the look of things, it's, it looks a lot better than what we're assuming is going on with Han Solo. Yeah. I would have liked if they would have shown like the behind the scenes footage, but they're all mad at each other and swearing at each other and threatening to get in fights. <laughs> That would have really brought like a nice edge to it, I think. But you know, it's gonna be a darker story. That's why they brought out the red text. The red. <laughs> so the red text automatically means everyone's fighting behind the scenes. Oh, constantly. 
I also like just seeing like them doing like Ray doing stuff with lightsabers without the effects on. Like I guess that was kind of like nifty to see. Yeah. Well, I guess if you've watched any of the Force Awakens behind the scenes stuff, like they basically practiced with like if you've seen those like Force FX lightsabers, the, like the lightsabers mm-hmm. with the glowing blade and everything like that that make noises when they hit and stuff. Um, it seems like when they filmed those scenes, they're basically using stuff like that to fight now, like not just a stick with tape around it. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's a cool prop to use because I think they can get like the lighting effects from the saber instead of like adding that in CG later or anything like that. So I think it, they work pretty well. Um, all right, we'll we'll move on from there because I don't think there's too much more to talk about with that. But keeping with the Star Wars theme, Disney also debuted pictures and a short video tour for the scaled model of what the Star Wars portion of Disney World and Disneyland will look like, which is now being called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, did anybody check out the video that I had sent or the pictures that were out? Yep. Saw the pictures, did not see the video. Okay. Yeah, I love the, uh, what was it, the, um, Celebration Star Wars music playing? No, uh, oh, was that? I didn't ceremony, pay attention just to the, uh, the award ceremony. Music. Oh, like the throne room yeah. stuff? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that park, uh, like, it looks like a, uh, almost like a most Eisley type of area for that section of the park. Um, it looks like they've got some life-side ships there. Like, I think there was an A-Wing, possibly an X-Wing. I think a TIE fighter somewhere in there. Oh, yeah, I saw a TIE um, fighter. Obviously, obviously, the Millennium Falcon is there. Uh, which I think, from what I understand, there's going to be a ride of some kind where you pilot the Millennium Falcon. Ooh, cool. So I think from what I read somewhere, that the line for that ride goes through the Falcon. So the Falcon that is on the ground in the park is where the line goes. Like, you come up the boarding ramp and you loop around through the ship, so you see the inside on your way into the ride. Oh, it's going to be so hot in there. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to suck. I hate Florida. (laughs) I've been to Disney World once, and although I would love to live in the Haunted Mansion and would probably do that, um... The other parts of the park that are outside or in a hot place, not so much. Yeah, it's very humid, so that, that doesn't help anything. And it says that the other ride, they're really hazy on the ride information. Like, Yeah. Uh, the one is the Millennium Falcon, and the other one is a battle, like an interactive battle between the First Order and the Resistance. Oh, okay. So that was, so that was, that information was released two days ago, so... Okay. Those are the two ride slash attractions that they're working on. Yeah, I would assume there's more than that, but I guess that's probably just all they're talking about right now. I know they said with one of the rides, like how well you did on the mission. I'm assuming it's going to be this one against the First Order, what impact your like future experience in the park, like it's a story playing out over your like day there. Yeah, they seemed really adamant about how interactive all this stuff was going to be. I know, which scares me because, like, how do you pull that off for that many right. people over a given day where they each feel like that little special, like, person? Yeah, because this actually, this will sort of segue into, uh, they announced a Star Wars hotel that's going to be right. used at Disney World Orlando, which, like, they're calling it, like, the Star Wars Hotel Experience or something like that, where mm-hmm. basically everyone at the hotel is in costume. Playing a character. These are the people that work there. They're they're in the Star Wars universe, essentially. Cast members. Right. Mm-hmm. So you get there, and they've specifically said that every guest will have their own storyline, which will, quote, touch every single minute of your day, end quote. See, that'd so be when, too much for me. I'd panic. When you're I'd taking like, no. a shit, you are living out your Star Wars story. <laughs> I don't want anything touching me while I'm taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. It just seems very intrusive. Like people, mm-hmm. I, like it'd be cool, but like I need some downtime to sort of just relax. Like even the Star Wars characters gotta just like chill off for a little bit, have a drink, or five. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but who are the? You guys aren't like crazy cosplayer like Star Wars enthusiasts. I mean, there are mm-hmm. people who are love it, will love that. I mean, come on. No, I mean, these are like these it's are like the Ren Faire participants of Star Wars that are gonna like this. Because I, I I don't usually do cosplay mainly because I don't think I have the time or money to invest in making my own decent costume. But if I go to this thing and they're like, "Here's a costume for you to wear. Be a part of the Star Wars story," I'll be like, "Fuck yes, sign me up. Let's do this." <laughs> no, I just I, to what point does the immersion take over, though? I wonder. Mm-hmm. And that Is yeah, gonna... that's where it's. Kinda Is this iffy. like a BDSM scene where you gotta have a safe <laughs> word? A Star Wars safe word? <laughs> you just saw. See the Turn the nerd red. off, you assholes! <laughs> I, uh, or is it more like Renfair, where you like, alright, yes, you have heard me, I'm going to go on my iPod and order some more chainmail from eBay. <laughs> Like, is, to what I, I wonder, I wonder where that line is drawn, because Disney is amazing at controlling people. Like, they yeah. hire psychiatrists and psychologists to do that sort of thing. <laughs> they are wonderful at doing that sort of thing. But, I mean, they have said that this is their most immersive, intensive place yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, it all sounds very vague, but the potential sounds really awesome. So, I don't know, <laughs> I, I don't know how many years away this is. Like, I don't know if this is going to be open when the park like that section of Disney opens or if that's going to be after the fact, I'm not sure. Was the other thing, they weren't sure if the hotel was going to be on site or somewhere else, which I think could play a big role in how like it feels. Uh, If you have to like leave the park to go to your star Wars hotel, you'll lose that like bit of immersion. I don't know. I feel like if you do stuff in the hotel or around the hotel, that's, that's supposedly part of that story. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to walk out of your hotel and be like, Oh look, roller coasters. Like that's immediately you're not in the star Wars universe anymore. But if you're like, but I mean, I guess I think it's supposed to be connected to the Star Wars part at the theme park. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Okay. And, like okay. that would be on site. Like they wouldn't have it on like the opposite end. But I mean, if it is further away, I mean, they could just put you on like a land speeder shuttle. Or freeze you in carbonite yeah. on the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they even said too that the hotel, since it's supposed to be part of like a space station or spaceship, that all the windows for this Star Wars hotel do not show the outside of like downtown Orlando. They every window shows space. Cool, that's cool. So, so are they windows then? <laughs> or, yeah, I guess they're not. Maybe yeah. they're just like view screens of of an LCD screen of space or something. I don't know how they're going to do it. Well, maybe they actually put you in space. This is actually a new <laughs> space. <laughs> all right, guys, no longer Star Wars. You're all going to be on Ender's game. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare to fight some lizard people. It's going to be amazing. Actually, Shit, I'd play that too. That's that I would cool. too. I would totally play that game. Are you kidding? I don't care that that suffers from the Chick-fil-A effect. I love that book, and the movie kind of wasn't as good. Wait, 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 back up. What is the Chick-fil-A effect? The Chick-fil-A effect is when you like something a lot. Like, a lot of people love Chick-fil-A and say this is the greatest fast food ever. But they are anti-gay, they are anti, you know, and, you know, they are pro-religion to the point where it's Hobby Lobby bad. Okay. Uh, Orson Scott Card is similar. He is extremely LDS. He's a Latter-day Saint. He's incredibly homophobic. He's racist. He's a lot of things. Uh, he's spoken openly on being anti-gay and anti-black. He didn't like 
what the Mormons did to okay black people in 1978. <laughs> so, but those thoughts and those, his Mormon uh, visit in Brazil, which a lot of people equate to Nazism, his, you know, Brazil, Nazis, whatever, Argentina, uh, say that that mind and that religion experience is what created the, you know, militarist, militaristic experience in Ender's Game. I'm sorry, I don't mean to get off a tangent, but that's <laughs> that's the Chick-fil-A effect whenever you like something a lot, but you go, oh, the creator's kind of a douche. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, especially when it deals with things of, like, religion and homophobia and racism. Right, right. Chick-fil-A effect. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, <laughs> continue. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was really confused there for a second. Yeah, no problem. I would love an Ender's Game theme park. I want to be in that cell and shooting at stuff and flipping around. I think the zero-G stuff would probably make me sick as hell, but I would still want to try it at least <laughs> once. Yeah, but I mean, they could put you on those jumpy things. Like, in oh, you could just be on, like, Guts. Do you know the show Guts? <laughs> yeah. Or they're on those, like, bungee things? Just do it that way. The that, 90s, that might be a little bit more my speed, yeah. The 90s Nickelodeon version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Over to Mo. So... Mo! <laughs> Only if Mo is officiating. <laughs> oh, yeah. So do you think um, any of their guests will get space dementia if all they're seeing is space? <laughs> and they start freaking out, like, get me <laughs> yeah. outside! Yeah. There's nothing out there, holy fuck nuts! <laughs> you know? I mean, I figure you wouldn't be that long in the hotel, but I guess it could yeah. be super weird not having, like, the sun. Yeah. Like, at all, you can't, like, you're just all disoriented. They, like, lock you in the hotel for three days, you can't get out until your story's done. <laughs> and you have to like commit to it too. So you got to start using your own fucking like made up name they gave you when you walked <laughs> yeah. in. Like roots. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I guess it it has potential to be cool, but it also could be some sort of sex trafficking hotel. <laughs> yeah, I'd, like, I'd wait like a year at least. Let everyone else work out the bugs. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody's gonna die, let it let them do it in the first run. We'll, we'll come yeah, down later. Exactly. I'll be fine later on <laughs> when they tweak it and make it a little better. <laughs> if they decide to add some real windows. Yeah, that's that's actually I'm curious now if people are gonna freak out not being able to look out just look outside. Like if that's gonna freak people out. It's all I wonder if there was an actual emergency, would they blank that out? Like, okay, fire. You need <laughs> to see where you're going, people. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's really that's really immersive. I really like this whole fire setting going on. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder to what extent they have control. Well, it's Disney. Disney has control over everything, so that's I'm true. sure they'll I'm sure they'll figure it out. And I wonder, as a daughter of a fire chief, I honestly wonder if that fucks with the fire code. Like, especially in Orlando, where it's dry. Well, it's muggy and hot, but still, they have fires there. And I, I honestly wonder. Well. Uh, is this to code? We don't know. Ask your Imagineers. Yeah. <laughs> they probably know more than we do. You're so far ahead of us. Sorry, I always get on your tangents, don't I? No, we're good. It's all good. Yeah. Disney, Disney's gonna take all of our money probably eventually anyway, so this is just <laughs> another reason to just give them stuff. Stupid question, because I, I know you guys will know this. When did Disney acquire Star Wars? Ooh... Figured you guys would know that. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know the exact year. Um, let's see, because what Force Awakens was twenty fifteen, so it was probably three years before that. So I'm going to say twenty twelve. Okay. Because I, I probably at least a three year development cycle for Force Awakens. 
Oh my god, if you Google when did Disney, the first thing is buy Star Wars. Twenty twelve. October thirtieth, twenty twelve. You are for four point zero five billion. Holy dang. Yeah. Uh alright, so when we went to the other thing Disney purchased a couple years before that was Marvel. So their live action panel was what wrapped up uh the I guess the D- Disney live action stuff was Marvel. Uh, they wrapped it up. Looking back at the MCU, because 2018 will mark the 10-year anniversary for the MCU. So they showed... There's descriptions of this, I guess, if you want to read it. It's out there, because the actual video is not. Uh, but they started sort of looking back at the last 10 years of the MCU. So the video started as some sort of a flashback thing. People were not expecting to see Infinity War footage, but the video just transitioned into teaser stuff for the Infinity War movie. Um, and again, this video did not leak... From D23, if it leaked, it was from San Diego Comic-Con last weekend, so there might be, I don't know, bootlegged versions of it somewhere, but the link that I had found Saturday night into Sunday worked until about Sunday afternoon, and then it was gone from YouTube, and every other link that I've tried to find on YouTube has been closed down, so I don't know if there's some CD sections of the internet where you can find this video, if you want to look, uh, but I know it's not on YouTube anywhere if you try looking for it. Um, did anybody see or read descriptions for the Infinity War footage at all? No. Nope. Becky, nothing? Sorry, no. <laughs> Good topic, Brian. Just, I was curious. <laughs> so I didn't know sorry. if anybody hunted it out. If it's worth talking about or not, but... Do, do you know anything about it, Brian? I I found the footage, I watched it, I had read the description. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's just a lot of quick-cutting stuff. Like, it opens, right. I guess, with... Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy are flying through space, apparently going somewhere kind of seedy, where they run into Thor... In floating through space. He just hits the windshield of the ship. <laughs> so they pull him inside. Mantis wakes him up. And he's obviously like, who the hell are you guys? And then it just kind of cuts to other things. So there's a lot of just quick cuts of scenes and people and stuff like that. So you see, I know there's one thing of, like we sort of talked about it last week, I think, where Homecoming may or may not have a spider sense for Spider-Man. But there is a clip in this footage Peter Parker's on a bus where he looks down at his arm and his hair start to stand up. So I don't know if that's clear enough that like now they have he has spider sense or something. Um, so that was something they showed. They showed like Thanos grabbing Thor's head, punching Tony Stark. Oh. Um, there was a couple action scene clips of Spider-Man wearing a new suit. Uh, Doctor Strange throwing out these portal platforms, which Star Lord was jumping on while firing <coughs> weapons, which was pretty fucking cool. Uh, and I think it ended with the Avengers and Thanos on some sort of other planet in space somewhere. Pretty sure Thanos has the gauntlet, and there's a moon behind him where they're fighting, or at least talking at that point. Thanos gestures to the moon, crushes his fist, the moon breaks apart, and then he gestures forward, and the debris from the moon starts flying at the people that are on the ground in front of him. So he sounds like a powerful badass. It looks pretty cool. I Except don't know if we'll it's ever... Thanos. I mean, that's what we got to deal with. That's what they. That's what they're building towards. That's what we're stuck with. They they had to with the gauntlet. I mean, you're right. I'm sorry. I bitch about Thanos all the time because he's terrible. Um, but they did take away that shitty armor he had. Yeah, which I think people were sort of bitching about because he's not wearing the armor, so you well, can't win with people. But Joe Russo was talking. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't see the leaked footage. I did see Joe Russo's reaction to fans' reactions. Okay. Because apparently the one question he answered is, where did Thanos' armor go? Like, you assholes <laughs> care about that? God damn it. Um, no, he... 
I guess he said, you know, this is all about him acquiring the stones and the gauntlet and the power, so he doesn't need the armor in the way oh. that he did when he was a warlord. It's Good point, good point. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I think, like, uh, Josh and I were talking just off the show about, like, if we ever thought this footage is actually going to be officially released. I don't think we'll see this exact footage ever. I think they yeah. want to try to keep it exclusive for D23 and the people that went to Comic-Con. I'm not saying we won't see clips of this. I think the first trailer will probably show a lot of these things. Um, and I actually wouldn't be surprised if the whole Guardians of the Galaxy flying through space and running into Thor is the post credit scene of Ragnarok. I think that would be a perfect way to lead into Infinity War and have a nice end credit scene for... Because regardless of what happens to Ragnarok, Thor's flying through space, he runs into the Guardians, they wake him up on the ship, and he just kind of ends with, like, who the hell are you guys? And then you cut to black, and that's your teaser for Infinity War. Like, I think I think that would be perfect. That would be pretty good. Um, so other than the footage, uh, one thing that was on the floor for D23 was they did have a... Pretty sure it was a life-size statue of Thanos. Um, I think by Saturday morning they had four <clears throat> other statues with him. They were covered. Saturday, later that day, probably right before the Marvel panel, they unveiled the statues. So we have four other people that will be with Thanos in this movie, probably to fight the Avengers. Um, the four other statues that they debuted are being titled as the Children of Thanos. I guess in the comics from what I read... Yeah. They're known as the Black Order. So the Black Order includes Corvus Glaive, Proxima Midnight, Ebony Maw, and Black Dwarf. Now, I don't know too much about these characters. Does anybody know anything about these? I have little descriptions that I've found. Just to I fill do. in the gaps. Okay. I mean... You can feel free well, to fill us in. So, the Black Order, also known as Call Obsidian, um, they... It's Marvel. They... And like you said, there's... Did you say... Did you say there was four statues? Four. Yes. Do you, and so Black Dwarf, Corvus, Ebony, Proxima. Did yes. they include Supergiant? No. No. No Supergiant. Okay. Because all right, you have to understand there were three versions of this team in forever. Um, all, every time they work for Thanos and involved with the Identity Gems. So Infinity Gems, excuse me. Um, but in the first one, they're under control of the Luma, Illuminati, which is you know. Our team, minus a few, like, we don't have the Hood or the Mad Thinker or any of those characters. They're just too small. Okay. Um, I think this is going to be based on the first version. Um, they are a group of root, they're aliens. They work for Thanos and they help raise or control worlds where Thanos wants, needs something from them. That's the best. I'm sorry. I suck at talking. Um, <laughs> Uh, they, they come to Earth looking for the rest of the Infinity Gems. Um, again, that's at the time and controlled by Illuminati at the time run by Tony Stark, I think in the first version. I don't know the Corvus Glaive version. That's when Thanos goes away and he takes over. Okay. I know nothing about that. That is a clusterfuck of 80s. <laughs> um, so, uh, but Supergiant, that's, that's the fifth, uh, and he's one of the original five aliens. So I kind of wonder why they took him out. I mean, at least they're keeping them under wraps. I don't know if maybe that's a surprise for later, but they definitely did not reveal or have a statue for him. Well, the most... I will... I won't... I mean, look, Marvel isn't super great about sticking to the the comics. I don't want to spoil you guys of reading, like, this one comic from the 1990s. Uh, But one of them does a big thing and betrays Thanos. 
big deal. Okay. Um, and half of them are killed. So, it, like, again, it's it's kind of like how, oh, I don't know, you know, like Guardians, you know, there's betrayal and whatnot. There's obviously betrayal with the Black Order. Um, they don't love Thanos. They just kind of work for him because they get power. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm, but I, I, again, I doubt Marvel would take it right from the comics anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a little surprised again about Supergiant not being there. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, basically, I guess they just need more things for that big of a team of heroes to punch things. Right. <laughs> they can't just all be, like, you can't have, you know, 15 people just ganging up on Thanos. I think of they course. need to spread it out. Um, so yeah, I guess that works. The little bit that I looked up just tells, like, quick bullet points about the characters. So I guess it says, Corvus Lave is Thanos' right-hand man. He's a sadistic creature with the physical, standard physical enhancements, but wielding a bladed pike that can cut through anything. Corvus is basically immortal as long as he holds the pike. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the comics, at least, Proxima Midnight is Corvus's wife, yep. master of hand-to-hand combat, wielding a lance capable of becoming light beams with venomous effects. Uh, Ebony Maw is a genius who is skilled in the powers of persuasion, capable of convincing anyone to do anything through sinister subtlety. And Black Dwarf is the tank. He's the brother of Corvus and is basically indestructible and super dense. Does that sound about right to you, Becky? Yeah. um, Supergiant is also in the order, and he's telepathic. (laughs) Got it. Um, Corvus... Is he's obviously Thanos' second, re- and there again, there's a mem- there's a version of the Black Order where he takes over when Thanos is defeated. Okay, uh, and he leads the 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 order. Um, but Ebony Maw is, is a is a big player. <laughs> he's not a big fan of Thanos. I'll just say that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I actually have their that little storyline on my ball over there. <laughs> Um, whenever I didn't see it, because you know how I feel about Thanos, um, yeah. but I do, I, I actually do like the storyline of the Black Order, and it's not a very talked about, it's not a very popular, like, if you Google it on Wikipedia, there's not much there. Yeah. You'd have to actually go on the Marvel site. Um, yeah, I feel like I've heard of Corvus Glaive before. Proxima yeah. Midnight, I think I've heard. Ebony Maw and Black uh, Dwarf, those are too new to me. I don't think I know anything about them. Yeah. Yeah, but that should be interesting. They're they're a real diverse group of aliens. So, um, why they leave out the fifth one to me is still a mystery. I you know I keep saying that. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I mean, there's only five. This is a pretty group, like you said, pretty pretty big group of superheroes. Right. Why don't just throw in the fifth one? I mean, yeah. Supergiant does suffer the lamest death of <laughs> of any villain. He gets killed by a dog, a telepathic alien dog, but still a dog. Um, is that a uh, Cosmo? Did Cosmo Lock get him? Jaw. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but still, it would even it up a bit. Or I, I Technically, Lockjaw is like a lot larger than a normal dog. Oh, he's so freaking huge. You got to give him a little bit he, there. He's Clifford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got antenna, too. It's a good comparison. <laughs> Clifford the alien dog. Um, but no, Lockjaw's still a dog. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I fucking hate Thanos, though. I, I just, I, I'm so sorry I keep saying that, but I, I think he's so lame. But, 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 the director is insistent on this being a new type of more supernatural, no, forgive me, uh, psychological Thanos. And I'm like, okay. Okay. 
Because the infinity, this is something that they've been working towards for what a decade with the infinity gems. So yeah, yeah. Aces. <laughs> uh, Ian, Andy, you guys got anything to add for this new group? I don't really know anything about them, but it sounds cool. Okay, Ian. I guess I was just surprised because I like Andy. I didn't really know anything about them. That he has like more kids. Which I don't know if they're are, like. Are they actually his kids, or are they I, just titling them ch- children of, of Thanos just because they can? More quick read I had. It doesn't seem like they're biologically his. At least okay. in almost most of the cases, they've appeared. Maybe they're all adopted. Oh, that'd be cool. He's a real great guy. Just adopting <laughs> all these alien kids, <laughs> taking in all these purpose. all these orphans. Yeah. You know um, what? I just thought of something. I I think I know why they're kicking out Supergiant. Um, which is sorry. Uh, so one of the biggest criticisms of Supergiant was that, uh, first of all, in the first generation it was a dude, and now it was a she, because they wanted to balance it out. So Ebony Ma and Supergiant are the two chick. although they're aliens, so gender is kind of fluid, like Doctor Who. Um, but <laughs> technically, um, Proxima Midnight and um, Supergiant are the two chick aliens. Okay. Uh, but there was a criticism that Supergiant, Supergiant made Thanos too powerful because of her telepathic abilities. And okay, because he knew everything that was about to come, and they kind—I of, think that's why they killed her off by the dog, because he was just too powerful. I want. Well, I guess I, telepathy is kind of similar to the uh, which one? Ebony Maw is capable of, of convincing Ma? everyone to do something sinister. Like I, f- I feel like the power set is sort of similar. Right, but Ebony Maw is always going to fight. I mean, unless again, they could take a completely different direction than than the comics. Uh, Ebony Maw's one of the few that, uh, that actually questions what Thanos does and might not tell him the truth, whereas Supergiant was just feeding information directly into Thanos's brain. Uh, okay, okay. I'm sorry, just side thought <laughs> of why they might have excluded her slash him. That's fair. Um... Uh, this is for Becky and Ian, because uh, when Andy and I did the, when we recorded for the 100th, this is a question that came up. So we have technically already answered this one, but I'll throw this out there for you guys. Which Avengers, because it's confirmed that some will die, which Avengers do you expect to die in Infinity War or Avengers 4? Huh. It, it's a good question. Who do I want to die or who will die? Yeah, I don't know if personal preference will play into this at all. Well, let me ask you this. Do we know which Avengers will be in it? Uh, I think it's a safe bet that everyone. Like, the whole sh- the whole team? Like... Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'd be pretty sure you could put anybody on the table that, is, that has appeared in... any Anybody that's at least definitely had a solo movie. Uh, we know Black Widow and Hawkeye are going to be in it. Um... The Guardians, and that should pretty much cover everybody, I think. I uh, but all right, is like Hank Pym gonna be in it? Do you, do you know what I mean? Or, I mean, I don't like, know about how... Hank Pym, but I think Scott Lang could. Actually, you know what? No, I don't think I've seen Ant Man or the Wasp in any of the stuff for this movie yet. That's that's why I'm. I want to know how deep are we getting? Because like I could see, you know, I could see like Loki dying. I could see Iron Man dying because he's had a thousand movies. Um, and, and I don't know. I don't think they get rid of Thor. Well, here's the kicker I, is that Ant-Man and the Wasp have a movie in between Avengers Infinity War and Avengers 4. 
So they so won't, so they won't die in, in Avengers 3. If anything, maybe Avengers 4. But if their yeah. movie does well, I'm sure they'll kick them back for a third movie. So they're probably pretty safe. Okay. So I think if I chose three, I'd say Loki, Iron Man, because Iron Man has been around for a while. And maybe if they had to balance it out by killing off a chick, Scarlet Witch? Because she's, okay. she's got this sad background and she's... <laughs> I mean, well, and they, they haven't shown this in the films thus far, but her powers hurt her. So I can see that in such a, using her powers, again, if she was up against Supergiant, but against uh, Ebony Ma, I can see it really consuming her and her being, or sacrificing herself to get the Avengers and what they want. Okay. So those are my three. One little detail I throw out is, I, as far as I know, unless something has changed behind the scenes that I'm not aware of. Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, and Robert Downey Jr., their contracts are up after these Avengers movies. There's been no talk of them renewing their contracts to come back for more movies. So do they write those characters off, or are they on the chopping block? Well, that's why I said Iron Man was probably my number one. Okay. He's been around for a while. So you think Thor and Cap will survive to see another day? I think Thor... Uh... You know what? I don't know. I think it w here. Here's why I say no, that they won't kill those three off. That's too predictable, and they'll, they'll do something else to write them out. Because all three of them dying just because their contracts are up is really lazy. I I can see. I I think Iron Man will die. That okay. it's too, he's been around the longest. I think some other fan favorites, smaller fan favorites, like maybe Lo like I said, Loki. I th I could see Loki because, dude, chicks love Loki. Well, that's a good point. I think Tom Hiddleston's contract's got to be up, too, with that, too. Yeah. Because he's been in three movies and, and, and two of, well, one Avengers movie. And for equality's sake, I think a female's going to die, honestly. They always do. <laughs> okay. Um, it would be weird if three white men died. <laughs> no, it's true. I, I mean, just for consistency's sake. But, yeah, I stick with my three. I, I, I don't think they would kill off people whose contracts are up because it's lazy. Okay. Ian, you got any guesses? Predictions? I think Iron Man, just because Robert Downey Jr. is <clears throat> at the point where his name is above the title, even <laughs> on the credits. So I think he's clearly making way too much. Which is fair, yeah. Then yeah, I think really. Loki makes a lot of sense because, like, I think he's one you can kill off without pissing too many people off in the sense that he's not, like, one of the core Avengers or that much of a hero and does a lot for motivating, like, Thor. Yeah. Like, it just kind of makes sense. But, like, if you're going to kill, like, one random person off, it'd be the former villain. Like, that's who you target. Okay. And then I just want Hawkeye to die, so Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I just thought of something. Oh, God, it's obvious! Wait, before I ask you guys what you said, I'm so sorry, Ian. Vision, he has to die! They he has They to have die. gone on record and say there is probably, possibly a way for Vision to survive with having the mind gem <laughs> ripped out of his head. So that could either be misdirection, or they're just they like to they like vision. They want to keep using them, so they have to find a workaround. Okay. We there is a, a point one. in the in the footage that was screened. There is a shot of vision. He it looks like he's in some sort of a jail cell. He is strategically positioned in the frame where you cannot see his forehead. So we do not know if the gem oh. is still there or not. Okay. Well, you know, in in the new, I don't know if you guys re if you pick a new. Because you know, I've talked about this before. Uh, DC Rebirth is doing amazing, whereas Marvel's kind of fallen behind in quality. But the one that's still great is Vision. If you got, if you read any current 
comic right now, read Vision. It's shorter. It's really good. It's Vision at home with his Vision family. <laughs> dealing with like rumblings of the past of Scarlet Witch. Uh, read it. It's it's amazing. And he replicates the gems in order to create his family. Oh, okay. So it, it's not out of, of term. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's obviously possible. And he it's Vision. He can kind of replicate himself. Uh, and it, that's been written several times over. So him replicating the gem is probably not, or at least the power of the gem is not out of turn. It's just... Yeah, I feel like there could be universe breaking if suddenly Vision can replicate Infinity Stones to his will. Yeah. that. On the other hand, I could see them making it a big scene of Vision looking like he's dying, but he comes back because he's so damn powerful. Right. Yeah, so misdirection. He, so, th- so Thanos gets the Infinity Stone, the yellow one, but... Vision works around it because he's fucking Vision. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Ian. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> fine. I'm just saying, Hawkeye, I really would like to see him die painfully. <laughs> I, you know, I can't remember. Is it, do you have something against Jeremy Renner or something against Hawkeye? Hawkeye. Okay. I don't like <laughs> Why do you hate Hawkeye? He just, I don't like him. I don't know. He's, <laughs> it's a boring. He's Robin Hood, but like, he's, he's just Robin Hood. <laughs> well, I, I will say this. Um, I don't know how, and I've talked to Brian about this a little, I don't know how into the comic books you guys were, but Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye are just shit on screen. They have done (laughs) those characters a disservice. Hawkeye, I mean, you know how I've gone on a rant about Scarlet Witch before, but Hawkeye is a lot more powerful and interesting in the books. Mm -hmm. But you're absolutely right. On screen, he's terrible. (laughs) Well, they're definitely relegating him to supporting character and not giving yeah. him too much to do to overshadow the people that are higher build. This is, I guess, they they treat him more like a proper Avenger member where he just seems more like one of the suits that just mm-hmm. happens to have, like, a costume. But he's got a family! Yeah! So he's got something to fight for! So there's one, one thing that I read somewhere today, I think when they were talking about Spider-Man's suit, even from, like, Homecoming, where it's, like, Stark teched out. Why does Stark never give tech to Hawkeye or Black Widow when they definitely could use it? <laughs> I would see Scar... Uh, I could see um, Black Widow refusing, honestly. Which um, is a fair point. Because she's more of a spy, highly trained, and she kind of refuses a lot of tech. Um, but they always seem outgunned. Like, some Stark tech would go a long way to even the playing field. Right, but that's the whole point of... And if I... Her new book that I very, the new book about uh, Black Widow started out really shitty, but has gotten a lot better. Uh, Kind of, it's very James Bond-like in how she's up against these tech-heavy villains and counterparts, and she uses her wits to get around it. So I I support her in that, and as for Hawkeye, he sucks. <laughs> Sorry, I. It's very rare that I agree with Ian about. <laughs> no, That's true I, for most um, people in me. <laughs> I I I feel bad for Hawkeye's storyline and the MCU. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I think Jeremy Renner got the short end of the stick. I think he signed on to play what the character is in the comics, and they just yeah. haven't given it to him yet. He's like, oh, is there a short about me? Oh, it's Thor <laughs> again. Oh, all right. <laughs> You're supposed to be on a farm taking care of your children. Oh, all right. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Andy, do you remember who you answered for when we did, recorded the 100th? I think you and uh, I yeah, were sort of I, on I, the same page. Yeah, we were on uh, the big three. Yeah, so we I think we're putting money on Thor, Cap, and Iron Man. Because uh, they're all very replaceable. Uh, 
I mean, there's a female Thor now. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain America has been replaced what three times? Oh yeah. And um, uh, Iron Man's replaced. Yeah, Iron Man. There's a female Iron Man. She's Iron cool. Woman. And even if but, they don't uh, go that route, I think someone even suggested like Rhodey taking over for Iron Man. So that's another yeah, route I they think, could go. Yeah, you could you just have uh, War Machine become Iron Man. Because I think we've all agreed. We do not want them to keep these characters alive and have these actors' contracts expire and then just have them be recast. Yeah, it's I'd either rather not write them out, kill them off. Do not do not recast. Recasting, I think, is a bad decision. Well, I guess then what do you do in like another 10 years? Like... You either have to reboot the universe or recast these people, or we're really going to start digging for people like heroes to put in these. I would, I would be surprised if the MCU goes into like Phase Seven or something like that. You think they're just going to stop making them? No, I think they'd reboot. I think reboot is a solid option for them. Maybe last another ten years, and then they'll decide to reboot. Because again, it's just the age of the actors. If they want to keep using these characters for what they are, eventually they have to cast somebody younger. Yeah, I, I the, think they're more likely, to, I think, I guess, just to recast, I think, and then kill off everyone, like three people in this one. Well, that's the thing, is they're building up all these other solo films for other characters. Like, you can see the second wave of Avengers already there. They're in the wings waiting to go. Yeah. Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, all those people can replace these big three. They they want these guys to carry the torch when these guys are done. I... Mm. I'm sorry, you know, me, I think of the books. I wonder how strongly they're going to do the takedown of Thanos to the books, because Nebula plays a big part in that. Right. Karen Gillian loves that character, and she plays Mm -hmm. it well. Um, I mean, they're putting, they're laying the breadcrumbs for that, if you've seen the Guardians movies. Yeah, she, she takes, she doesn't take down Thanos, she reverses the Infinity Gauntlet's production. And allows the superheroes to take, take him down. So that's the book. Um, but I mean, from again, from the Guardians movies, I think Nebula is on the path to redemption. So yeah, 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 she's cool. She's just a cool character in general. I like her. Yeah, yeah. Karen Gillan does a good job. Yeah, I've always liked her ever since Doctor Who. Uh, anything else to add for Infinity War Marvel stuff, or we'll just uh, jump onto these two trailers to talk about and sort of wrap it up. Nothing. Alrighty. Uh, all right, so that's all the D23. That wraps up the D23 stuff we want to talk about. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to pull two trailers up from Comic-Con just to talk about this week because we're going to be probably trailer-heavy next week. Um, so from San Diego Comic-Con, we got a couple trailers for Netflix. One's a movie, uh, second season of a Netflix series coming. Uh, so the first one we'll talk about is Bright, which is a Netflix original movie directed by David Ayer, stars Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. Uh, it seems to be set in, I think, L.A.? In a world where there's like elves and orcs and fairies and magic and all kinds of shit going on, so that seems kind of weird mashing together. But it looks really fucking cool. I yeah. think I had no idea what to expect from this trailer, but I I was actually really surprised how well it looked. So I don't know what did what did you guys think? I think it looks cool. Um, I actually am more excited to see this than I was Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Well, this I think Ayers even for the panel for this he made a dig at DC. Like, I was actually allowed creative freedom. This is not some bullshit PG-13 mandated movie. Like, comments like that. So you know he's digging at Suicide Squad. Yeah, of course. Um, I think it looks awesome. I love this alternate Earth with, you know, humans and mythical creatures. And uh, what, Nick Jacoby, wait, uh, the character played by Joel Edgerton, he's, he's an orc or an elf. 
I think an orc. I think an orc. He's an orc, yeah. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. But there are elves in Bright. I know that. Yeah, it looked like it. Well, don't they have their own little, like, ghetto? Didn't they show that? Like, there was an elf containment place they were going to. Oh, I missed that. So is this a brand new story, or is this based on a book? This is a to brand my new knowledge, story. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's based on anything. Yeah. I, think, I think it's an original thing. It, okay. It's brand new. Yeah. Although Max Landis wrote it. Oh, yeah. did he? Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize he was on the writing credits. Yeah. Who's he, Max Landis? He wrote... Um, Chronicle? Chronicle, American Ultra... He, um, the one that I watched uh, uh, the most was Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency on BBC. He's two years younger than me. He's doing all this shit. Gosh, <laughs> damn it. I, whenever I see like highly engaging people like that are successful and they're young, and I go, "Oh, be older than me," <laughs> <laughs> so I don't feel like such a loser. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, he also wrote. Uh, did any of you guys? So I told you before, I really like sci-fi. He wrote Channel Zero. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, uh-uh. it was on. Um, it was on. It was a sci-fi show, but anyway, yeah, that's TV show or like made for TV movie. Made for TV movie on sci-fi. It was a horror film. Okay. It, was, gotcha. it was his first. But yeah. Okay. But no, I think this looks really cool. Uh, Ian, you want to chime in? I mean, I, I like the concept. I guess when I heard it was Will Smith doing a Netflix thing, I didn't think it was going to be something like kind of out there. That was going to be real <laughs> normal. Yeah. And then watching the trailer, it was just fun, like the fairy thing at the beginning with the guys heckling them the whole time about being <laughs> a cop and beating them down, I thought was fun. And then I, I thought at first it was going to be more about how, like, like a race relations thing with the orc, about him having, like, the first orc on the police force, and they were going to go that kind of way with it. And then it's just like, oh, there's wands and they're, like, god items. And it kind of yeah. seemed out of nowhere, but that, that seems r- real cool, like, what they could do with it, but I don't know. Like, Will Smith's expensive, so I don't know how long this is going to be drawn out for. Like, I guess that's not, like, a worry, but I just wonder, like, is this a multiple season thing? Or are they going to try and finish a story in one season? Or I mean, it's not a show, it's a, it's a movie. It's a it seems like a show, I guess, because it's Netflix, <laughs> I just assumed it's a show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming just two hours, two hour story, and that's it. Well, did you hear what Will Smith said at Comic-Con about the, the, being an African-American? He said, I finally get to be racist against someone. <laughs> well, no, he, I mean, he said it in a very artistic way. He's like, as an African American cop that I'm playing, I get to be racist against someone, and which is a really interesting perspective. Right. Yeah, he wasn't a dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that at least Will Smith is starting to have fun with his roles again. Like, yeah. say what you will about Suicide Squad, he was really good as Deadshot. Yes. So, coming off of like crapshoots like After Earth and some of the other stuff that he's done, we're getting back to like fun Will Smith. Like, a lot of the stuff in this movie reminds me of him in Independence Day. The second one? No, no, the, he wasn't <laughs> even in the second one. Yeah, he was. He killed I know. I it. just like the, I just like the mention the second one around you. It's, it's fucking terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> like, wait, do you remember Jeff wait. Goldblum? Yeah, he did not save that movie. Wait, what? What? Independence Day two. Oh no, that's terrible. Yeah, that's a t- yeah. It's just terrible. terrible. Remember that school bus full of kids? No, it's fucking terrible. It's so bad. It's, the it's Jeff Goldblum awful. showed up. And that was like his dad the whole time. I love Jeff Goldblum, but I hate that movie. Yeah, I agree. I still haven't seen it. it you should watch it. It's day. real. It's real good. Solid in theaters it's, five times. It's, t- it's totally worth. Wait, are you serious, night. Ian? Yeah, I just sat there. We just kept playing it. <laughs> 
You never cease to amaze me, Ian. You know, I think I talk too much, and I'm a little crazy, and then I'm on a show with you, and I feel better. Becky, Thank it's you. okay to call him on his shit, because he, <laughs> he, he bullshits Didn't I just do that? <laughs> Uh, all right, anything else to add for Bright, other than I think we're all on board with it. I, I definitely want to check it out. comes out December. Nice. I think uh, like a week or so, or less than a week after Star Wars. So are we going to get a uh, a Bright 2, The Whitening? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. See, I don't know. I, it really confuses me, because it's not going to get a theatrical release, so I don't know how this movie's going to make money. By subscribing for a month? Netflix has got a lot of money. Yeah. See, I was just reading something that the money they are paying out for these original movies and series cost more than what they're getting back in subscriptions. Yeah, but then they don't have to pay for, like, future content from, like, Fox and stuff because they'll just have their own that you can True. watch forever. Like, in the long run, it plays it pays off for them because they'll so stop So eventually paying. they'll just cut, cut the mm-hmm. Fox and Well, CBS you see, or, more and no. more, like, everyone is trying to start their own streaming service. Like, Fox well, is true. pulling their stuff back. Like, I know, yeah. like, um, they lost Futurama and other stuff because Fox wants to launch their own. So I think eventually we're going to get to the point where everyone's going to try and have their own. So they're trying to build up on having all these originals ahead of time. Right. Especially with Netflix right. stuff, I think it's a little harder for people to pirate, like, day one. Like, you have to wait, like, a week so you get, like, a couple more people interested. Yeah. Then, like, with the TV stuff, it's out within a second of the show finish airing that night. Yeah. And you also got to remember, okay, so, like, uh, even though you can't buy, say, for example, on Amazon Prime, you can't buy Stranger Things, but they are making bank on the the soundtrack and, and dolls, like, prime items from Stranger Things. So, w- Bright might have something similar and might make money in merchandising, like well, Star Wars does. That's a good point, does. because in the, in the trailer, they advertise the soundtrack will be available when the movie, you know, when the movie drops. So, yeah. they're already plugging that, that product placement. Uh, yeah, but I think uh, Becky gave us probably our best segue to go into Stranger Things. Uh, so I guess this was, I can't remember when, but this was a while ago. We were all pretty much except, well, maybe except for Ian, because apparently he hasn't watched the first season. What? No, I don't have Netflix. Huh. (laughs) So this is going to be a real fun conversation with him. He's going to be pushing this How about I just talk about BoJack Horseman season two? I'll do that. (laughs) Maybe later. I saw that. I'll just, I'll I'll relate everything back to him. (laughs) Uh, so I guess we, while Becky and Andy were there when we did the, the episode dedicated to the first season. Yep. Uh, so that was, uh, so over the week, last weekend, we got our first look at season two. Um, I don't know if maybe, I guess it doesn't really matter about spoilers, because I don't know if Ian's going to care. I don't know if I should throw out the spoiler alert, because there, I mean, the trailer, I guess, sort of spoils some stuff for season one, so I don't know if it's worth throwing out. Yeah, you know what, just to be safe, I'm going to throw out the spoiler alert, a spoiler alert now. So yeah. This is at the end. If you guys yeah. want to stick with it, you can stay stay here. So this is your spoiler alert for season one of Stranger Things. We're gonna try to talk about speculation and what the trailer hints at for season two. So if you haven't seen season one, you can pause us now. Come back to us after you've watched season one of Stranger Things. It's only eight episodes. Just go do it. And totally worth it. Yeah, definitely. Last warning: spoiler alert for Stranger Things. Wee wee spoiler. Wee wee spoiler. You know something like that. Uh, all right, so if you're still with us, well, I'm going to assume that you've watched season one of Stranger Things, so we're going to get into this t- trailer. Um, so I don't know, just general thoughts. What do you guys think of the trailer? Anything stick out to you? Nostalgia. Yep. I yeah. mean, the thriller and the Ghostbuster costumes. Woo! I loved the song choice for this trailer. Me too. <laughs> so great. 
oh, I, I, you know, I can't say enough good things about the first Stranger Things, so I'm pretty stoked about this one, especially given its framing devices. I mean, really, it's all 80s goodness. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Andy, anything? Uh, that arcade game they were playing is extremely frustrating. Oh, <laughs> that Fuck game that. sucked ass. Fuck I just remember game. plunging quarters into that fucker and dying constantly. That's all you did. What die, die, game was die, it? die. Dragon, Dragon Slayer? Dragon Quest? Oh, God. You know what? Dragon, Dragon Slayer. Slayer yeah. um, Dragon Slayer, Slayer. no. Yeah. Dragon Slayer, yes. Uh, I swear, uh, Nick Arcade. Do you remember that show, Nick Arcade? They had yeah, 80s yeah. games on, uh, and there were always two of them that were like, they had Bubble Bubble, and everyone would pick Bubble Bubble, and then the <laughs> assholes at the end of the week would get stuck with the hardest games, and Dragon Slayer was one of those games. Because there's no, one no, wanted to there's play no it. visual cues of like where you should move and what directions you should, because you're watching like a cartoon. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't tell you how to interact with the environment to get to the next stage it's or bullshit. boss or anything. Yep. Ian, just for the record, did you even watch the trailer, or you just... Yeah, I watched the trailer, I was... Okay. I've written down right here, Dr- Dragon's fucking tails, DuckTales is terrible, that kid saw the weird tentacle monster and then drew the tentacle monster, and there was waffles. Okay, so he did take some notes, some of that, that all checks out. Did I it was in waffles? my rap at the beginning. No, I, I just knew about the waffles, there weren't any in the trailer. <laughs> I was just trying to impress Brian. I'm slightly impressed. Uh yeah, I think the the song choice for the trailer I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just seeing Ghostbusters stuff, like I love Ghostbusters enough that if you see the kids in Ghostbusters costumes, like that's gonna be fantastic. The fact that they actually look like they trap something in a trap, yeah, looks fun mm-hmm. as hell. Mm-hmm. My first um, ever lunchbox was a Ghostbusters lunchbox in first grade. Nice. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Mine might be too because I think I had the real Ghostbusters one. That's that was what I had. Yeah. With the slime. With the slimer. Um. What do you call it that holds liquid? Thermos? Yeah, thermos, canteen, whatever. Yeah, yeah thermos. You, you got it. <laughs> I'm not that great right now. Um, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, uh, I that was my first one. And I think the same nostalgia, it hit me. I loved it. Um, so I think I, I had to go refresh and sort of listen to it back. But when we talked about Stranger Things before, which was episode 64, again, Becky and Andy were there. We tried to theorize what we expected to see in season two. Um, I think we were we were trying to figure out what happened to Will because that was sort of the cliffhanger of season one. Uh, when we sort of talked about that in that past episode, I think Becky and Andy, you guys both kind of agreed that Will now has some sort of powers where he, mm-hmm. at the very least, you guys expected him to be able to cross over to the upside down yes. and possibly not be able to control it just because he's not sure what he's doing and maybe have some powers similar to Eleven. That is correct. Which I think checks out for this trailer, so I think you guys nailed it. Yeah. Ha! High five us! Boom! <laughs> Called it! Because <laughs> I, I was, I, I mean, I don't know if I can still stick to this theory, but I was thinking because Will was coughing up slugs that he was going to turn into the next Demigorgon. Right. Which there's no hints of that in this trailer, so I don't know if that's something that could still happen, if I'm just going way out there in left field pulling my theories, but... Hey, Mulder survived the Black monster. Oil. <laughs> What's that? Mulder survived the black oil in the X-Files, and so can Mikey. That's Will. Will, sorry. God damn it. I'm I'm having the worst normal aphasia tonight, like really. (laughs) I met two comic book artists today, and I screwed up their names when I met them. (laughs) It's normal aphasia. I I blame that. 
um yeah anything else for you guys uh stick out for stranger things other than like we're really excited is that like the thing where you can see monsters the one kid like in season one is that like the whole show he didn't no he, he didn't, got sucked over he got, to the other yeah. side and the other so, side has monsters or yes. is this a new, yes like, but he doesn't just see them like constantly no, no. okay because hmm. I, I like that a lot it reminded me of um i just finished reading clean room where like people can see monsters and stuff and like I like okay. I guess that concept where you people almost think you're crazy because you see something they can't. Like I like that as like a like a thing in a story. Like you know, it's like it's something different. So I would like something like that. I think you know. Well, the first season had a little bit of that because Will disappears mm-hmm. and then starts appearing to his mom, and she's the only one that sees him a couple times. So she starts to seem like the crazy one, and everyone mm-hmm. doubts her. So yeah. there's there's I guess parts like that. So I guess it's season. cool like that where. You know something's true for a character, but they can't prove it to anyone else, and everyone starts to assume they're crazy. I like stuff right. like that. Yeah, the problem, I guess, with this one, I guess sort of with your point, is that, yeah, Will's seeing all that stuff, but if he starts telling people about it, which it mm-hmm. seems like he's doing in the trailer, mm-hmm. the people he's telling were there through season one, so they have no reason not to believe him. Right. So I think he has a good, uh, I don't know, like a trust net for this season, people he can confide in and to help him. But poor Will, like, all this shit seems to be happening to him. He's captured for all of the first season. Now he's got these crazy fucking powers and being haunted by monsters. How about Eleven, man? Eleven's got to work. If I was... Yeah, if I was Winona Ryder, I would never let him out of my house again. (laughs) (laughs) Especially knowing where he had been. Like, well, you're not leaving. Unless he demonstrated some sort of power. Yeah, well, I think whatever, I mean, I'm getting whatever sort of happened to him at the end of last season and into this next season, he probably hasn't been telling anyone. Like, he's just playing it off like he's fine, he's fine. Not yeah. hiding about it, you know, not talking about it. And now it just must get to the point where it's bad enough, where it's freaking him out, and he doesn't know what to do, and that's when he goes for help, and now he's getting tested on, and now they're trying to figure out what's wrong with him, and yeah. But even the teaser, like, for that big fucking tentacle monster thing, I really want to see what the hell that ha- what happens with that thing. Because I yeah. don't know how the hell they're going to fight that thing. Yeah, I'm really and hoping it's is... not, like, a Cloverfield fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. And this is premiering right before Halloween, right? Which would be... Yes. I mean, it's great. <laughs> October 27th. Nice. So, yeah, that should be... I guess you get, well, let me ask you this. Do you guys have any other predictions that we maybe didn't talk about prior to seeing that? Like, we talked about predictions, I think, for season two when we talked about season one, but we didn't have a trailer then. So now we have a trailer giving us some hints for season two. Do you have any predictions or theories of what we could see for season two? It's time. Sorry. Go ahead. I I just, I think they'll get more into Eleven's background. Okay. That's my, I think, I think she'll be back. She'll be a major player, and I think that they're going to flash back to her background a little bit more. Maybe her early childhood. Maybe her actual parents? Yeah. Uh, Andy, what do you got? Yeah, You don't see a lot of uh, Eleven or the Sheriff in this trailer. You see just little snippets Mm -hmm. of them. A lot of it's the four kids and Will. Um, So I I do think uh, Becky's right. I think they are going to do a lot of that, but they're they're kind of keeping that in the shadows because I think anything that they do show would be very uh, spoilery. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come to think about like, like the trailer, I don't think, I, like, I don't feel like it spoils too much of really anything. Like, it gives us a lot of teases and hints and stuff, but 
plot-wise, we still don't really have any idea what's going on or what they're trying to do. Nope. Yeah. Which is good. Um, I was happy to see Steve back. Bad uh, Nancy and Jonathan. Steve. Hey, Steve's pretty awesome. He came around <laughs> for me by the end of season one. Same here. <laughs> Steve. Uh, we got Nancy and Jonathan. Looks like they're still monster hunting, which is awesome. Cool. But what about Barbara? Oh, God. Yeah, there's no there's no Barb in this trailer. Is she this is she officially gone? Is anyone still looking for the justice for Barb? Yes. Hashtag justice for Barb. <laughs> <Dot> com. <laughs> com. Is is Steve slash John Ralphio coming back? Yeah, he was in the trailer. Oh yeah. Oh okay. I didn't I must have missed him. Yeah, I, I totally missed him then because I Yeah, I didn't I I, he's so bland and his hair is so <laughs> off putting that I usually just gloss over him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He even had the uh, the spiky bat that he had in the first season. God, well. Yeah. <laughs> the the Negan bat. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know about you guys. I'm planning on watching season one again before season two premieres. Me too. Still got a couple months to go, but yeah, that's definitely on my list of things to do. I watched the first season in one a 24-hour period, so... Jesus. <laughs> I, Is that what well, you plan to do again this time? You gotta remember, I up until a couple months ago, I was in the hospitals a lot, and they wake you up every two hours, so you basically uh, you're on your iPad or watching TV the whole time. Fair I had enough. my iPad. I watched Stranger Things in like nine hours, so <laughs> I just watched the whole thing. Um, yeah. I and I, I'm not one of those binge type people. It's mostly when I'm sick. So I was sick, and I watched Stranger Things, and it's funny because I went to the Humans, my other podcast. And I'm like, guys, watch it so we can talk about it now. <laughs> and one by one, they were like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. So, it well, worked. Good. I'm glad you converted them, because it's, yeah. <laughs> it's an awesome show. Yeah. So, I'm so there you go, Ian. If you need stamps of approval, you got three of them here. Yeah. Yeah, they got Get anime on there now. Free trial, yeah. free trial Netflix and watch it. I Ian think seems I'm more like a crunchy roll dude. Oh, yeah. A year-long subscription, year two now. <laughs> Thought so. With the VRV, so I can get that CISO action bajillion. Oh, dear. <laughs> Shouts out to my boys at CBV. I don't know what any of that is, and I'm not, I don't think I want to. I'll explain <laughs> it later. That's, that's probably for the better. <laughs> you know, Crunchyroll is like the Netflix of, for anime, right? I knew that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Talk about that all the time. Well, he right. does plug Crunchyroll. I, he, I know he's plugged it a couple times before. Well, yeah, because that's how I showed you that Monster Girl show. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That Fall intro back. that scared the crap out of Andy and I. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> I'm not getting into it. It's fucking weird. Dude. Oh my... Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure you watch a lot weirder stuff, but that was still pretty weird. Yeah, if you think that's weird, then I, of course, watch weirder things. Yeah, that, that much I knew. Uh, all right, so I think that's where we'll wrap it up for this week. Um, again, next week I plan to cover a bunch of the news and trailers from San Diego Comic-Con, so if you're wondering why we didn't talk about Justice League or Thor or Ready Player One, you'll have that to look forward to next week. But for us, if you've enjoyed the show, uh, please stop by iTunes. You can leave us a five-star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite the show. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, search for Bry Guy Super Friends, or go to facebook.com slash Friends. You can also send us, if you want to send us some questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that good stuff. Uh, you can email us, bryguysuperfriends at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at bgsuperfriends on Twitter. I probably check Twitter the least amount, so you're probably better off getting us on the Facebook page. Possibly even email. Twitter I'm barely on, but it's there if you want to talk to us there. 
other than that, uh, that's where we're ending. So on behalf of uh, Becky, Andy, Ian, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Bye.